Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you will be blessed by your time with us today. Hey, there I am. There I am. I do that almost every time, don't I? One of these days. So... What is that? I doubt it. <laughs> I thank you for the support there. Right. So it's great to be here, and um, I'm so thankful for for today. Um, let's pray real quick. Holy Spirit, just speak through me this morning. Lord, Father God, we just thank you for this day and this time and this season, these seasons that you've appointed, Father God, and let us grasp and get a hold that this is the day that you have made and will rejoice and be in it but father this is the greatest time to ever be alive and that you ordained us and called us for this time and for for this season for a purpose and a plan that is way above what we could ever ask or think and so i thank you for that to just flow through through your word and and let us just grasp a hold of what what you want to say to us this morning And we thank you for that in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Happy New Year. (laughs) Happy New Year. So it's Rosh Hashanah. So it actually we would say Lashana Tova. And so so, uh, Roshana Tova. And so it means Happy New Year, right? It's the head of the year. So like if you didn't like, like I keep seeing on Facebook all these things that say, you know, um, I wish 2020 was over, you know, and all this stuff. And I'm, I'm like, well, here's your chance, <laughs> right? Because like, like last year was the year 5780, which was, uh, was ironically the year of the mouth, <laughs> right? And it seems like this year is the year that everyone's wanted to cover our mouths or shut our mouths up, you know, which I, I find kind of ironic, right? And so, um, but they couldn't. You can't, you can't shut God up, and you can't shut the Word of God up. And so when you try to, it just explodes because it's like dynamite, man. It's just like, like the more you try to compress it, the more it's going to get out. And so, so um, anyway, it, it's exciting. But, but if you didn't like last 2020, actually, you really didn't like 5780. And so now we're in 5781. So here's your chance, right? And so I'm real excited about the the new year number one because it's a new year right and so but what is Rosh Hashanah and so I want to talk to you about Rosh Hashanah and the importance of it and how it's actually leading to the gospel right what Cindy was Cindy was preaching now that'll preach I mean good lord come on bring it you know and so it's all about Jesus right so from from the beginning of the Bible to the end of the Bible it's about Jesus you guys hear what I'm talking about so in the Old Testament, it's types and shadows, right? And then in the New Testament, we get to see the scene coming out of the shadows, right? And get to see him being revealed. So in the Old Testament, it's Jesus concealed, right? But in the New Testament, it's Jesus revealed, right? And so but he, if we didn't have the Old Testament, if we didn't have the Torah, if we didn't have the writings and the prophets and 
and um, didn't have that, we wouldn't even know about Jesus. So God's word's holy. It's holy all the way from Genesis, the very first word of Genesis, to the very last word of Revelation, and it's all God's word. And so I think for a lot of times, for believers, we discount the Old Testament. And we leave it out a lot because we're like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not under the law no more. So, so I'm not even going to read that. But when you read, it's not about being under the law when you see Jesus in it. And you see his freedom in it. And you see what he's wanting to do in you. Because we are free from the curse of the law. Do you hear what I'm talking about? And so now in him, he kept, keeps the law for us. Right? Because we can't. Not in our own power or our own way. And so here, here Rosh Hashanah comes. And before Rosh Hashanah comes the month of Elul. Now Elul it comes back. It's a month where it goes back to the Song of Solomon where it says, I am my beloved and he is mine. Right? And you remember his banner over me is what? It's love. God's, God's mercy always precedes his judgment. You guys hear what I'm saying? God will always, in fact, there, there's a scripture um, uh, um, that talks about it in the New Testament, but it's funny because I hear rabbis talk about that too. You know what? God's mercy always precedes his judgment. And so, um, anyway, we're coming into a lull. And then you have Rosh Hashanah, which is the Feast of Trumpets, or the New Year. And then it starts off a 10-day clock counting to Yom Kippur. Now, Yom Kippur is the Day of Judgment. Right, but you know judgments can be good too. You know what I'm saying? We're just like, well, whenever we think of judgment, we always think of judgment as being bad. But there's a judgment that comes where where you're judged in favor. Do you guys understand what I'm talking about? And so when we come to that because of Jesus and because of the sacrifice, when we come to Yom Kippur, that's a day where 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 we are inscribed to life. Right? There's two books, and there's the book of life, and then there's the book. It's not alive, you know, it's, it's of death. And so, really, what I find real strange is because um, Rosh Hashanah, I love it. Let me read some of my notes because I'm getting ahead of myself. And um, it's so rich in, in the gospel. And um, it's so powerful in everything that it that, um it, it just represents Jesus, and it, it blows my mind when, when I study it and when I listen, because like I see Jesus in it, and I see the finished work in it, and I see hope in it, and I see resurrection in it. So Rosh Hashanah actually means the head of the year, right? It also starts the Feast of Trumpets, right? So it's a New Year festival, and it starts, and it's 10 days, right? And so it's about 10 days of repentance, Right? So it's, for the Jewish people, they're, they're, they, they take a lot of time and they're like examining themselves. Like, like what, what, what can I, where did I miss it? What, what can I do to repair that? And then can I resolve to, to, to do better? And so, for believers, I think a lot of times we think, oh, no, 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 no. I don't want nothing to do with that kind of thing, so you know, because oh my goodness, I don't. I'm a, like I'm scared to death of that sometimes, because like I'm afraid of what I'm going to find. Do you hear what I'm saying? 
But when we look at that, there's some good stuff that we can find about that because God sometimes he'll prick something on my heart and he'll say, hey, you know what? You're free and you're under grace, but hey, let's live up to that high calling of the call of God. And that's not what a son walks like, right? And so I was like, oh, Father, I'm sorry. I really missed it, right? And so then we can live in him and live through him and um, not under the law, right? It's not about your salvation. Do you hear what I'm talking about? When, when you meet Jesus, you're as saved as you're ever going to be. Now listen to that. Because the enemy tries to trip people up on that all the time, right? So, so, so like you mess up and, oh boy, you're going to hell now. You better repent. Like that's why when I was a kid, like I believe that. So like every, every youth service, I was down at the front, you know, getting saved again, right? Because there's no security in that. In fact, there, there, it's an insult to the grace and the goodness of God. Do you hear what I'm saying? Because what you're saying is, Jesus, your, your sacrifice wasn't good enough for me. And that, that's not good either, right? Does that make sense? And so, but it's, it's about more than, than, um, than, than salvation. It, it's about knowing who we are, right? And so, so, so um, there's 10 days of repentance going to Yom Kippur. Believe it or not, this is a celebration, right? This is a good thing. And so you think, well, I'm repenting and doing this. This has got to be really bad, right? Do you know what the word repent means? Literally, it just means turn around, right? In fact, if you look at the word, it means re and then pent. If you look at pent, like where do you think, where, where, where do you buy, you know, the best um, rooms out at the hotel? In a penthouse, right? So it's just like I'm returning to that place of grace that God has me, and I'm living up to my calling. And, and when the Holy Spirit does it, he empowers you to live from the inside out. It's not an outside in type, type of relationship with God. Does that make sense? And so, so like, the, like the world and, and a lot of religion and a lot of legalism in, in, in both Christianity and Judaism and can be both the same way where it's legalistic to, to the point where you do good, you get good, you do, do bad, you get bad, and that's not the gospel. The gospel is, I was, I'm a sinner, and I'm lost, and I was undone. But Jesus, God sent his only son, his, his loved son, and his name's Jesus, to die on the cross for me, and now I can have eternal life. That's the good news of the gospel. That's what Cindy was preaching about. Do you hear what I'm talking about? That's what sets us free and keeps us free, is when we're walking in that and, and we're following him. And so... Don't think of this uh, 10 days as something that, that is really legalistic because like, I don't see legalism in it anymore. And so you could go over into legalism, but you can make anything legalistic. Do you hear what I'm saying? You could, you could make making your breakfast legalistic. You know what I mean? So anyway, so it actually say happy birthday to the creation of the universe. Happy year? Yeah. So this is the day that God created the universe, right? This is also the day that God created Adam. So we can say, happy birthday to Adam, right? Birthday, Adam. Uh, uh, <laughs> you guys are awesome, man. <laughs> right? So, so 
it's a birthday celebration and so I was worried I might get a little hungry. <laughs> so I bought an apple. <laughs> See the apple? So now this apple um, is pretty special because um, during Rosh Hashanah, do you know what, what they eat? Apples and honey. Right? Man, I'm repenting, but why am I getting apples and honey? Because as I'm repenting, I'm returning to that place of grace and that place of goodness. And now I'm living like a son again. And it's just about remembering who we are, but it's about an apple. Well, it, it's kind of funny because um, it, it reminded me of Adam and Eve in the garden, right? They didn't eat an apple, but they ate from, the, from a tree they weren't supposed to, right? There's the tree of life right? Then actually there's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, but really it cuts down to there's the tree of life, and then there was the tree of death. Eric, ever see Snow White? Well, they tempted her with an apple too, and it didn't work out too good to her until the prince come along and kissed her, right? You know there's a gospel in Snow White, <laughs> right? So so here here's the apple, so they ate of the apple, and so 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 who did Adam blame? Eve. Eve. Then who did Eve blame? The serpent. The serpent, right? So, so they didn't take responsibility for, for their own walk with God. And so much of the time, we, we, we just kind of float around there, and we leave it up to someone else to make sure that, that we know God, right? When we can have that personal relationship every day and we can walk with him and talk with him and have a life with him and that's what he wants it's not about legalism right he lets you choose he wants you to choose in fact it's also talks about the i stole this from my horses by the way they're going to be mad <laughs> um it's also the day that that talks about the crowning of the king right it's the day that the king's crown is coronation day, which, which is really cool. But which, which I think is really cool is every Jewish blessing starts with Baruch Atah Adonai. And that Adonai means, doesn't just mean Lord, it means my Lord. Now why, does it, why, does it, why do they say that it means my Lord? Because you can go Adon and it, it means Lord, Right? But there's a difference between Lord and my Lord. You guys see what I'm talking about? You can have someone lording over you, and you can have a ruler over you, but that ruler is just putting his thumb on you, and you don't have a choice about it. Do you guys hear what I'm talking about? But when you have Adonai, when you have God, when you have, you have Jesus in your heart, God said, I, don't, I want you to have a choice. I want you to choose me, and in choosing me, you're crowning me king of your life. I'm already king of kings and lord of lords, and I'm already the king of the universe. But I want to be king of your life, and I want to be king of your heart. When you come to me, when you're saying Adonai, you're saying my lord. And you're saying it with all honor and all love, and and it's a relationship. And so, so as a king... They, they have a relationship with their loyal um, followers. Do you hear what I'm saying? And so, so that's what's so awesome about Adonai. And so here they're blowing the trumpets and they're crowning the king. And one day, you know what? 
Jesus is going to come back. Right? And he's going to come back, and it's probably going to be on, on Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> Do you hear what I'm saying? So, so the Bible says, well, well, Pastor James, you can't say that. Well, I kind of can. Right? I can tell you what I think because this is what the Bible says because it talks about the day and time no one will know. Well, actually, to our ears, we're like, well, that could be any time. But to the Jewish people back in that day he was talking to, it meant this. Every month there's a Rosh Kodesh, right? And there's a new moon, right? So it's just the beginning of the month. Well, when it come, comes up to Rosh Hashanah, it would only start at the new moon. Well, they didn't have calendars like we had today. And the moon didn't always land exactly where they thought it would be. So they would actually have to have it certified. And people would come in and they'd look and they'd find where, where that, when that new moon was going to come. And so like, they're like, well, what day is it going to be? Well, no man knows the day or time. Right? And so here it is. It's setting it up for, for the gospel. And it's setting it up for Jesus. Right? And so, so um, it's, it's a theory where like, some people are like, well, you're preaching the end times. Like, like, I don't think we should live for the end times. We should live for now. But it's good to know Bible prophecy and, and history, too. Do you guys hear what I'm talking about? And not get so focused, because like, like we can get so focused on, well, I just want to get beamed up like Scotty. <laughs> right? That we're no good here. You know what I mean? We're always looking for, for, for a booger in the bushes, kind of like our horses. Right? Instead of focusing on where we're at and where God's wanting to take us, right? And so, how much time do I have? I'm good? 40? Okay. They said I got three hours. <laughs> right? So anyway, so, so it's just, just uh, um, something you can kind of see in the, in the Bible that gives us hints and clues and types and shadows. Does that make sense to you guys? And so, so look it up. Like, I'm not telling you to believe that. Like, everybody's like, and like I, people get into this conversation all the time about, about the end times. And some are like, well, I'm pre- I, I'm mid, and I, I'm like post, and, I, and then I'm like, well, I'll just be pan, you know, which means everything's going to pan out, right? But at the same time, I'm going to keep moving forward because cause I believe that, that God's got great things in store for us, and I believe that we're to stay focused on where we are right now. And not because like you can get like I said, you can get off chasing things. And then there, this happened for centuries. And it's been one thing that I think the enemies used to actually rob the church of reaching people for the gospel. Yeah, that's kind of harsh to say, but it's the truth. Right. OK. I actually have notes today. <laughs> Impressed. Okay. Okay, so a ruler rules without consent. A king is in the power of the people. Okay, a trumpet. Now let's get to the trumpet because I love this. Because the trumpet, um, it talks about the last trumpet sounds. Right? Well, guess where it, when that is? It's during Rosh Hashanah again. So, so we have a trumpet. We, we have, it's called... Um, Actually, there's two silver trumpets that are blown, and then there's a shofar. Now, a shofar is made out of a ram's horn, okay? 
And so I'm getting to the gospel. <laughs> I'm throwing stuff in here. I'll get to some word here and, back and, and, and share some stuff. But, but the shofar is made out of a ram's horn, right? And, and, I, and I love it because it, it's like blown 100 times during this thing, right? But um, <clears throat> a ram's horn's like um, a show, well, we call it a shofar. Someone asked how I'm doing, and I said, oh, so good, shofar. <laughs> That's pretty good, you got to admit it, right? Right, but a shofar is like a ram's horn. And so when I see this ram's horn, it reminds me of the flesh, right? And, and it represents the flesh. And so it's flesh and it's dead and it's hollowed out. But then comes the breath or the spirit, right? And it blows through it. And as it blows through it, what does it produce? It produces life and it produces a sound. And so, so when we see that shofar and hear that, we're, we're, we're hearing, you know what? I was dead. I was lost. The, the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, come and breathe life into me. And now I'm alive. And now the sounds you're hearing out of me, coming out of me, are coming out by, by God's Spirit Himself. Isn't that good news? And so there's life in that. And there's life in who we are in Jesus. And, and so a lot of you go back to the ram's horn. And, and, um, and it goes back to the sacrifice of Isaac. So now you can open your Bibles, if you want, to Genesis chapter 22. And verse 1 says this. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, Take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love. Okay, time out. He's like, hey, Abraham. He's like, here I am. You know what? Abraham made lots of mistakes, but you know what? The Bible calls him a friend of God, right? He had a covenant relationship with God that wasn't based on what he did, but was based on a covenant relationship that was cut by God himself, the same very covenant that we have with him, right? But here he's coming to Abraham, and he's like, Abraham. And he's like, hey, hey, dude, I'm here. And he's like, I want you to take your son. He's like, okay. Your only son, okay. The son whom you love, okay. Now you're kind of, you know, why didn't he say, hey, why don't you go grab Isaac and take him up there? You think maybe there's a point that's getting ready to be made here? Right? Now watch this. He said, said, Whom you love and go to the region of Moriah, sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. So Abraham and God argued for four hours over this. No. Right? Three days. You know what, what is striking to me is there was no argument at all. Not one. Now watch this. Not one. It's, in fact, it says this. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and saddled his donkey, took, took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. And when he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out. For the place God had told him about. Not only did he not argue with God, not only did he not complain, he got up. 
early and went about what God had told him. You want to talk about trust? You want to talk about having a heart for God? He's like, you know what? I don't know why he's telling me it, but I just know when he tells me something that it's true and that it's faithful and that it's going to happen. That's what we got today in the Word of God. God's got all these promises and he said this is going to happen and this is going to happen and we can take him to the bank of it. When all hell's breaking loose in your life, we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. We can take those promises to the bank. We also know that, that he says in this world we'll have tribulation. And he said rejoice, not because you have the tribulation, but because I have overcome the world. Amen. He's like, look, I've got this in my hands. I'm in control. My promises are yes and amen. And if you'll just trust me, I'll get you through. If you'll just trust me, I'll make a way. cuts the wood man he even had to he had to put effort into it he had to saddle his donkey he had to cut the wood and then he had to go to another region and climb a mountain i mean come on and he set out for the place god had told him about and on the third day abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance he said to his servants stay here with the donkey while i and the boy go over there we will worship, and then we will come back to you. Now, wait a second. Time out. Didn't God just tell him, hey, I want you to go to the mountain, and I want you to sacrifice Isaac. I want you to sacrifice your son, your only son, the son whom you love. Right? He's like, you're going to, he, he kept the wood. Obviously, he believed it. He brought the rope. He had the knife. He's all ready for this. And now he's sitting here and he's saying, watch this. We will worship. And then we will come back down that mountain. You know what? Abraham believed God when God said, I made you the father of many nations. God changed his name. Do you hear what I'm talking about? And it said, it said, as far as, the, the, as many of the, the stars you see in the sky and as the sands are there, so will you be. He had a promise. He had something from God to hang on to. And it didn't matter what was going on or what it looked like or where he was at. He knew that God said it and he would do it even if he had to take his own son's life. God would resurrect him back up and they'd come back down again. Because God gave him a promise, and he gave him that promise through Isaac. We can trust God. If we could just trust, get to the place where we can trust God like Abraham here, not when he was like giving his wife away twice. <laughs> that, 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 that wasn't so good. right? Obviously, he grew in his relationship with God. Just like we get to, too. You hear what I'm talking about? But he trusted God so much that he went up there. And you can tell a lot by what someone believes by what they say. You hear what I'm talking about? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you could hear Abraham's heart. You could hear his faith. It's like, okay, God, <laughs> what are you going to do next? 
man. So Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. And he himself carried the fire and the knife. And as the two men went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father Abraham, Father, so powerful because it's such a picture of Jesus. Because on that same place, years later, God would send his only son, the son whom he loved, and he would carry the wood up that mountain to be sacrificed. Yes, my son Abraham replied, the fire and the wood are here, Isaac said. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb, the burnt offering. My son, and the two of them went on together. And when they reached the place, God had told them about Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Why do you think he said Abraham twice? Because Abraham had sat out in his heart. God, I'm going to trust you. I know this is my son, my only son whom I love, but I'm going to trust you. And the angel stops him, says, wait, 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 wait. Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. I love how he said that. Here I am. Do not lay a hand on this, on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. <laughs> now that's determination. He's got to where he's like so intent on doing what he was told first. And he's like, hey, don't lay him. Don't do anything to him. It's all good, bub. Right? Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. So Abraham looked up and there in the thicket he saw the ram caught by its horns. And he went over and he took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the place the Lord will provide. And to this day on the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. Incredible. So now whenever you hear the shofar blown, do you know what you're hearing? You're hearing Jesus. You're hearing I have access to, to, to the promise that God will provide the sacrifice. It's not based upon anymore on what I do. It's based upon what he done. We can have the best intentions and be trying to go about what God wants us to do, but in our own strength and our own power, we're going to fail. And so, so everybody's like, well, you know, the Jewish people don't believe in an intermediary. They just believe in their own works, and that's not true at all. Because you go to the Orthodox rabbis, and there's in, in Leviticus 26, 42, it says, and the Lord remembered his covenant with Abraham. And he remembered, or and and his bread or his covenant with Isaac and with Jacob, right? He remembered. And with the earth, with the with the land. Watch this. 
but when you go back into to to the Jewish scriptures where the Orthodox people bring it out, or even the New Literal Translation is really good, going back to the Hebrew on it. But it doesn't say he remembered Isaac. So when the Orthodox people go before Yom Kippur, they go, we, we aren't worthy. We have nothing to offer you, but we want you to remember the binding of Isaac when you provided the lamb. When you provided the sacrifice. And that's what they stand on as they go there. I'm like, they're, they're seeing Jesus right in their face, but they're not seeing him. How many times as believers are we in our churches? Are we so stuck on getting things right and eating from the tree of good and bad instead of eating from the tree of life? Because it's not about good and bad, but it's about life. In death. So God's saying, you got a choice. Choose life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father but by me. Amen? Amen. So Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for being with us. And just soak us in it. In your name, amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about us, check out our website at www.silverlakebaptist.org.